Everyone, that is University of Alabama freshman Jack Blankenship right there. AKA the face. He's over there with the roots. Uh, the face. I don't know if you've seen this guy. Oh, we love him. He's been showing up <laughs> at basketball games. He has this crazy giant blow up of his face, of this face that he makes. And he sits behind the, the hoop and he, and, he, and he shows both the real face and the giant face to distract the players from, from scoring points. <laughs> Here he is. At, this is at Alabama basketball game there. <laughs> All right, well, tell me, how long have you been up there? I flew up on New Year's Day last week, so it's been pretty much seven full days. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing. I know you have an internship with Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and that'll transition when he transitions in February to The Tonight Show. But tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Okay, well, I am working four days a week for the show. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I am a writer's intern. And on Wednesdays, I'm a, uh, a general production intern. When I'm a writers in turn, I kind of just kind of uh, help out the writers with whatever they need. I kind of, you know, help them with their, um, well, actually, I help with whatever errands are, you know, essential to the show. I help with, you know, the essential errands of the show. You know, I make sure that all these new scripts are coming in on time and that they are um, distributed. I distribute a lot of the scripts, actually, to people all over the building, and that's what I do for that. And general production, I kind of just help out with all aspects of the show. If they need someone to you know, go get some type of prop across the city. You know, that'll be me or one of my, like, colleagues. And if they need me to you know, fit in the studio audience and do something, you know, I can also do that. So, like, I'm not really sure what a general production intern does as of yet because I, I begin that job tomorrow. But I know that, like, general production intern, you kind of just assist with a lot of things. But writers intern, you mainly just kind of help out with the writers and script and whatever needs to be done for the show to be completely on time. And so you've been working on the show for the past few days, right? I worked Monday. Monday was my day to kind of train. And then today was my first, I guess, real day. Well, how'd it go? Oh, it was great. Everyone in the office is ex extremely nice. No one's arrogant at all. They're like, means any difference. They're all very understanding that, you know, we're, we're brand new at this. And that, you know, we are still, you know, young minds and, you know, young minds being molding. So they're very aware of that and very uh, conscious towards us. Everyone there is really nice. I've met, I've not met a main person there. Well, walk me a little through the process about how you got the gig. Obviously, I know and a lot of our readers know that you made an appearance on Late Night back when you sort of blew up, when the whole face thing took the state and much of the nation by storm, and you were a guest of his. So did that have anything to do with it? Obviously, you'd made a connection, but how did you get the internship? I got my like contact info from being on the show. Everything after that, they kind of evaluated my resume and my, my GPA and what classes I've been taking. I don't want people to think that I got this because, you know, I was, you know, internet famous for like a day or two. So I contacted one of the producers who I kind of got the contact and when I went on the show. Then he told me where to send my resume and I sent my resume to a few people and then they uh, approved me for a phone interview and uh, 40 people were interviewed for on the phone and 20 people made it. It was basically a resume evaluation and then a uh, phone interview. I know that you have had a long time interest in late night television and comedy, but you told me a while back that you're a Jimmy Fallon fan specifically, so it must mean a lot to you working on this show. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, very, very, uh, it's such a gift to be working on the show. I'm very proud to you know, have this uh, opportunity and 
I'm trying, you know, make, make the most of it. Yes, I'm really excited about this opportunity. Jack, let's go back for a second here. I know you're a Tuscaloosa native. Is that right? Yes. So, Correct. and you went to Northridge High School. Where, where, I'm a Tuscaloosa native too. Where did you go to elementary school? Uh, I went, actually went to a county school. I went to Fawcett Vestavia Elementary. My mom was a librarian there, and I just kind of went to school with her for a little bit. And then in middle school, I went to Tuscaloosa Middle. Well, I mean, when you were growing <laughs> up, was comedy something that you had an interest in? Was is it something that your parents or any older siblings sort of handed down to you? What what were you watching or, or what were you listening to that got you interested in it? Well, let's see. When I was in, uh, I think around like fourth or fifth grade, I would always like I always notice that there'd always be these late night talk shows like uh, the Tonight Show and Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and I would always kind of stay up. I guess it really started with uh, Saturday Night Live. I remember watching a, a few episodes when I was younger. Or watching, I remember my introduction to Saturday Night Live was the Best of Chris Rock VHS I bought at Walmart, and that kind of got me hooked on Saturday Night Live. So I started watching Saturday Night Live when I was young, like you know, late elementary school, and then about fifth grade, I started watching uh, the, the Tonight Show. After that, I started watching a lot of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and that's you know, kind of when I developed my you know keen interest in comedy and comedy writing and just it's you know it's involvement with television and ever since then i've been like a huge fan i've always wanted to work in late night comedy or some type of variety program so i'm really you know uh, i've always you know wanted something like this and i've always been a, a huge fan of these programs your parents obviously must be very supportive i mean and obviously when the first big wave of all this happened initially i'm sure they were and excited for you but you're in new york now you're far away from home i mean has it been a, a tough adjustment for you and for your family so far well it's, it's actually kind of funny my uh, family has been uh, they're actually i'm in the heart now they're walking by so my family actually they're still with me when they flew up on new year's day with me to kind of help get me moved in and they were also supposed to fly out sunday after or sunday yeah sunday afternoon but the severe like freezing temperatures in new york has uh canceled all their flights and that you know they're supposed to fly out tuesday night and it, that got canceled so now they're flying out wednesday night so i haven't really had much uh of an adjustment period but because i still just kind of have been living with them but, I mean, it's, it's definitely nostalgic living with my parents again before, you know, I got on this huge, different adventure. So it's kind of calming to, you know, come home to my family being there, you know, although it will be just for one more day. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a good uh, way to transition into the job. And I forgot to add about that other question, which kind of talks about me being Tuscaloosa native and getting started. Um, in high school, I actually uh, did a lot of uh, BCN TV. And I know that you used to do the W, or not you specifically, but you were in the class of the WCHF. Is yeah, that right? that's right. That's right. I was I was the sports guy. Oh, no, I see. I got Chris King, you know. Yeah, I was with teacher. Chris King. Yeah, that's right. You know, when I was in high school, I kind of used my knowledge of, you know, everything I learned from The Tonight Show and Late Night to, uh, you know, make some of my videos. And none of them are, you know, great by any means. But, I mean, it's always good to kind of get your, you know, hands dirty at an early age. Let's move our way towards sort of the genesis of the face. I know that it was an inside joke between you and your friend's name was AJ, right? And it, it, yeah. it was sort of a a face you guys would make to each other at sporting events, but it didn't grow into what it turned into, you holding a cardboard cutout of your own face until later. I mean, to talk about specifically when it started. Uh, all right, let's see. The face. Well, um, 
This is actually kind of is a little of a retrospective answer. When we were, uh, my friend AJ and I, we used to make video, these videos together, and I remember there's one video where we're shooting something, and he's in like uh, he's in like my house behind me, and I'm you know I'm outside with the door closed, and he's in the window behind me, and he's doing the face. And I think that's one of the first references we had of it. And I was like in like seventh grade, I think. And so that's kind of where that you know came from. And so from there, that kind of just became another inside joke between us. And it grew to a, a, a couple more friends. And then it became like, you know, something known amongst all of us, or all of like all of my friends. Yeah, so then you start doing it at basketball games. I mean, was it always something that you were going to do at Alabama basketball games, or did it really matter what the platform or venue was? Are you, are you that big of an Alabama basketball fan to where this was going to be it no matter what, or would you have tried it someplace else had the timing been different? Let's see, well, like, making, I guess you could say making it, like, a cutout was kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision. I thought, you know, I've been going to most of the basketball games uh, my freshman year before the face kind of, or before I really created the, the face cutout. And, you know, I've been, I've been going to them, and then I always notice that they hand out these cutouts of people, I guess, like, Kermit the Frog and Nat Galifianakis. So I thought it would be funny if I made my own little... Not only to kind of, you know, further the inside joke between uh, my friends, but more, it was more of an effort to distract the opposing team during that free throws. Because, I mean, yeah, I, thought, I always thought it would be funny, you know, what if that Galifianakis showed up and held up his own head, or like Will Ferrell came and held up his own sign. So I think something like that kind of spurred the idea of, oh, you know, it would be funny if I did this. Well, at what point did you know that it was an original idea? Because, I mean, it seems like if, if it had happened before, then it might have gotten a similar response. I mean, I know that there were photos, like a Birmingham news photo and s- stuff here and there that probably helped sort of propel it into the stratosphere there a little. But, I mean, was it feedback that you got from friends and people at the game? At what point did you know, okay, maybe I'm on to something here and I'm doing something that nobody's done before? Well, I remember... Uh Let's see. I remember taking it to the first game, which was uh, against Ole Miss, and Alabama won maybe like an overtime. It was a close game, but we 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 barely won. And I remember like the, kind of like the first thing that was uh, really funny was I I would hold up my sign at the game, and uh, across the court on the other side where the other student section was, a lot of people were just kind of laughing and you know laughing at it. It was a few of my friends that kind of saw it, and they liked it a lot. And so I think that from that idea, when I kind of just got like the crowd's general reaction, that was kind of when I kind of realized that, it, you know, it could be something just, you know, like something, you know, I thought it was like the biggest thing would just be something, you know, on campus. People would kind of know, know me as, you know, because there's the people now in the game who paint their bodies and, you know, fill out real time, you know, and paint. You know, there's a, a lot of like people down on campus for their, their little, you know, uh, traits. There's a... They're all that on campus who always plays their saxophone on the quad, and people really respond well to that. And I guess from that moment, I thought, I was like, oh, you know, I could be one of these uh, people of UA that people kind of know, you know, just kind of something fun to do and kind of, you know, break the ice. So you blew up. I mean, like you said, you got internet famous, for, in your words, for a couple of days, but I think it went beyond that. I've talked to you about it, and I've talked to you on the side about it, just about the whirlwind that happened and what it was like for you, but... You're about a little more than a year removed from it now. Looking back, in retrospect, what that whole week or two where you went to New York and you went to, you know, Fallon and they talked about you on Conan and you made these appearance on the Today Show and, you know, you had the funnier die thing. I mean, looking back on that, 
What was that whirlwind experience like for you? Well, I mean, I, I've like, I guess ever since, like, it, like the popularity has, has died down a lot. Looking back, I can kind of say, you know, it was very like, exhilarating. Like, I kind of felt like my heart was always kind of like pumping out all this. I felt like my heart was just kind of like pumping, I guess, kind of put it on biological or, yeah, in that type of matter. I kind of always felt a little bit anxious and always just kind of like excited. And very overwhelming. It's a very overwhelming uh, feeling to have something like this happen. But I think from there, you know, it kind of made me a little bit uh, nervous. I would always check my phone and Twitter for, you know, people kind of trying to contact me or something like that. Cool thing about it was I got in contact with everyone from uh, Matt at AL.com, from, you know, you and a lot of people through Twitter. And from Twitter, that's how I also got contacted by people at Funny or Die, people at Inside Edition. So it's very weird because I feel like in like 30 years or so, when I tell my friends this, it's kind of like telling them about, you know, playing jacks by the soda fountain or something like that. Like I feel like it's a very like topical thing that kind of happens. But, it, you know, it's a, very, it's a very fun story to tell. But in retrospect, it was a very exhilarating and overwhelming time for me, but, you know, I enjoyed every minute of it, and I love, you know, how people have reacted to it. That, you know, really just makes, like, spreads joy to me. Since you're in New York now, you're not going to be able to go to any Alabama basketball games this season, you know, of course, unless they make it back to Madison Square Garden or something for the NIT. For the, for the happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how big an Alabama basketball fan are you i mean is that something that you're you're really going to miss a lot or you know is it something that you you sort of feel okay about walking away from i mean i'm sure for some people the face not being there might change their experience but what what's that going to be like for you oh I, i'm gonna you know extreme i'm gonna miss the, the team and watching the game so much you know I've, I've always had fun going to those games you know being a student and you know getting into the game and you know you know being able to sit so close you know, for nothing is such a, a blessing. And I'm very disappointed that a majority of our students don't go to the games because they're a lot of fun and they're a, they're a great experience. And it's kind of just a, a shame that not many students go to the games because it's a really fun atmosphere, you know, win or lose, you know. The music's always, you know, fun to listen to. And I've always really enjoyed going to the games no matter what the outcome was. The games have always just been fun to me. So I, I'm definitely going to miss the atmosphere of Coleman Coliseum. And I feel like there's always, like, there's always one or two games a year that every student tries to go to. It's usually, like, Kentucky or some of those. And, you know, the students are going to, you know, make a, a better effort to go to the game. Every game can be like that, where the crowd is really intimidating, the, you know, the opposing team. You know, it, so I'm definitely going to miss going to the games. Uh, I, I am a huge Alabama basketball fan. I watch every game like that's on TV, and I go to pretty much all of the home games. There have been a few that I am not able to do to class, but overall, you know, I'm going to miss the games a lot. And being in New York, you know, that as much as I love being here, you know, that's something I'm going to really, really miss. But when it's something like an opportunity, when an opportunity like this comes about, you kind of have to take it no matter what the cost. Let's talk about your goals here, because, I mean, now you're up in New York, you're working on a major late-night television show, and you're soon to be working on the biggest late-night television show, a cornerstone in comedy in The Tonight Show. I'm curious about what your goal is, like what what you want to do. Do you have any plans to stay in New York or go out to L.A. or stay in Tuscaloosa? What exactly is your goal in comedy and in your career in the next year or so? 
right, well, in the next year, I'm definitely coming back to the University of Alabama. I'm from, like, I, I know you know this, but I'm from Tuscaloosa, and, you know, it'll, and I go to school there, so it'll always be home, but, or at least, like, yeah, it'll always be home to me, but, you know, ne- you know next year, I am going back to Tuscaloosa, also because I have two more semesters at the university to, like, graduate. But ultimately, you know, I've always wanted, like I said, I've always wanted to work into a late-night comedy talk show. And, you know, that's always kind of been my childhood dream, besides uh, being, like, a center for the Chicago Bulls. Now that I'm able to kind of have this opportunity, I feel like I kind of owe it to my childhood self to give it 100% effort and really just uh, capitalize on this opportunity and make sure that I am very, uh, you know, determined about it. But, you know, I, I like to think to myself that every door is open at this point. You know, I could end up not, you know, I could end up, you know, really liking this job not really seeing myself working there. And I, I'd be fine with that. You know, I like to kind of see what all of my options are before I close any doors. And I feel like at this point, all doors are open. You know, I could still go back to Tuscaloosa and uh, study something else or something. I mean, I, I really do like film and television, which is what I'm studying right now. And so I was, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I can't really see where I'd be in the next future. I mean, I would love to work for a late night talk show, but, you know, I'm, I'm, keep, I'm very open minded about everything else regarding jobs and well, have you been working on any other like characters or anything so that you don't necessarily re- rely solely on on the face persona? I mean, is that something that at this point that you're trying to get away from or do you continue to embrace it? Well, ultimately, I don't really want to be defined as the Alabama face guy. And so, you know, I've been, you know, working on, you know, writing a lot of things. I've tried to stand up a couple of times and I <laughs> I've not done a, a good job at all doing that, but it's all about kind of learning the, the art, acting, about everything. So, yeah, but ultimately, like, I, I never want to be defined as, you know, just one entity. I, I kind of want to be known for many other things. And, you know, being the Alabama Faith guy is great and everything, but it's not the legacy I believe. You know, I know that you said you're a big SNL fan, right? Are you still a big fan? Oh, yeah. So I really like what they've done this season with the new cast members. I think they're all very, very funny and great actors. And I, I really enjoy watching this season because it's kind of like watching, like, chemistry. Like, you can kind of see the chemistry developing in this season. You're essentially down the hall from the SNL studio. And is there anyone from, like, the current SNL cast that either you have already sort of seen in the hallways or run into or somebody that you'd love to run into and maybe ask a question? Um, no, I've not actually ran into anyone like that yet uh, from SNL. If I could meet anyone from the current cast, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of cheating. I would, I would really like to meet Seth Meyers because I've always enjoyed his comedy. I think he's a really good writer and a very great, I think he's a great performer. And I think he'll do a, a, like a fantastic job at being a late night host. But, you know, he's leaving. Uh, I, I'd really like to meet Bobby Moynihan. I think he's, I think he might be the, the funniest cast member right now. I think he's a, he's very animated and he's very versatile. Whenever I see him perform, I'm really, you know, always, if, even if the writing isn't great for whatever bit he's playing, he gives it 100%. So I really admire him a lot. Well, Jack, thanks. Good luck to you. Be careful up there and uh, have fun. And thanks for talking to us. Oh, no problem. You take it easy.